I'm Mary, and this is Talks with My Kids. Welcome back to Talks with My Kids. I'm Mary, and I am here with the full crew again, both my kids, Maggie booga booga. and Ethan. Hi. We are back in full effect after our individual episodes for assorted discussions. Um, we went back and forth about today's episode in terms of content. What we've settled on for today is in the interest of timeliness, talking about going back to school and getting ready for a new school year. So we are now in August. Everyone's getting ready uh, for the most part to head back to school, whether you have elementary school age kids all the way up through high schoolers. Um, I personally will have a ninth grader and an eighth grader. And of course we have the baby who is in school all the time. Uh, this will be our first foray into high school and kind of the rigors and the pressures and everything that that entails. Ethan has already taken a few classes that are going on to his high school transcript and Maggie will be taking classes this year that go on her high school transcript. So we've already kind of like started down the road of, okay, this stuff counts. This is like the real deal, but this is kind of the first official year with Ethan and we are also starting into marching band. We're excited about that, some of us. And Maggie is starting cross country. So we're excited about her new season. So talking about going back to school, for kids these days, it's not just going, hitting up the school day, and that's it. There's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more activity. There's a lot more kind of ancillary things that come along with being at school. So just to start out, I'm curious because I feel like we've never even talked about this in this context or from this perspective. What are both of you concerned about? What are you looking forward to? What is it that you wish parents thought about or considered when it was going back to school time that would kind of get in your head a little bit or help you start and go through the school year or at least have a good start to the school year? School is scary. That's... Why is it scary? Because um, when anytime that you're in a new school, there's always a possibility of getting lost because I got lost like four different times uh, when, when I got to middle school. And you never know if your teachers are going to be nice. And I've accidentally walked into the wrong class before. And I've uh, gotten nervous because I couldn't find my friends on the first day of school at lunch. Um, and it's like, it's a big school. And it's like not as easy as some people might think. Okay, so some recognition that it's not all just like put on your new clothes and take your new backpack and it's going to be like fun and excitement that there's some things that are some legitimate stressors. There are some things that are, you know, maybe a little silly, but are still like, you know, concerning to you at the time. 
Ethan? Uh, I think I think the scariest part of about school are like the first three days when we introduce ourselves and do a bunch of get to know you activities because that's that's it's that's lame. Well, but let's let's parcel out lame. Like by that you mean you're more of an introvert, so you don't enjoy kind of these activities where you have to put yourself out there and talk about yourself and be in the spotlight. I don't like them either. They're horrible. And you are uh, what I would call an introverted extrovert at, at times. So, you know, makes sense. Okay, so you don't like them either, Maggie. Why not? Because they're all the same. Like, every class that you're in, it's all, like, I don't know how many times I've had to do those dumb papers where it's, like, a box and it says, find someone who's been out of the country or find someone who was born in September. And it's all really boring because I've already... Most of the people I'm with, I've already, like, done these activities with, either in other classes that day or, like, over the years. Especially because in 6th and 7th grade, I met the majority of people that I would be in school with for the next few years. And they're also super uncomfortable because everyone is, like, not sure what to do or what to say. And we're just... No one likes them. Because... It's like, yeah, everyone, like, gets to know their names and stuff, but I'd rather just, like, sit there and learn their names throughout the next few days. But isn't it not, I mean, it's not just for you. Aren't there always going to be kids who are new and who would potentially benefit from those activities? Like, have everyone go, like, say your name, and, like, if you're new to the school. I've had teachers who have done that, and I've loved them for it. But for the ones who make us, like, walk around and talk with people... I don't like because it just makes me like it makes me more nervous. And I know like it makes you nervous and uncomfortable, but haven't you in doing that, like learned new things about people or made new connections about things you have in common or similarities or something like has, hasn't it had some redeeming moment somewhere where you've like learned something about someone? Not really because I'm already, I'm nervous. I'm thinking about my next class. I'm thinking about lunch. I'm thinking about my teachers. I'm not thinking about, you know, if you've been out of the country. Right. Okay. All right. Ethan, what are you in going to a new school and where we feel like there's, or at least I do as a parent that this is like the real deal. This is the big show. Like, are there, uh, you know, what's going through your head right now as you're gearing up? You'll have a little bit of kind of a soft start because you're doing marching band. So you're going to meet all kinds of upperclassmen before you even walk in the door, which will be great because, you know, with 200 people, at the very least, you're going to walk down the hallway and see familiar faces or people will be willing to help you out or answer questions or tell you about different teachers or point you in the right direction. But what are your concerns either about starting marching band this week or about starting high school in a couple weeks? I guess, I guess my worries are pretty much the same with Maggie, like figuring out where my classes are and uh, seeing if I have friends in any of my classes or have friends at lunch. That's kind of, that's kind of my main worry right now. That makes sense. Okay. So, Thinking about kind of bumping out to including parents, what do you think? So we've got kind of a crazy schedule going on. We've got you two. You've got four parents that coordinate your transportation, your 
supplies, your gear, your fees. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. But what do you guys think works or what is helpful to you, whether you have, whether, you know, kids have one parent, two parents, four parents, what do you think is helpful in terms of keeping you guys on track and in the know and making sure that everybody is not going crazy trying to get from one place to the other? Uh, I think, I think the map you gave, gave us from like where our classes are or whatever kind of helped. Okay. So what Ethan's talking about is when he started at his new building, we took a map of the school that they gave us and we marked off where each of his classes were and he had the opportunity to go in and walk through the school and we could strategize about, okay, are you taking this stairwell? When can you get to your locker? All of that. So just even like being able to conceptualize things like that. I find it helpful when you ask us if we have any homework to do because you've saved me many times where I forget that I have homework and then you ask me if I do and I have to think about it and I do. I realize that I almost missed it. So sometimes being a helicopter parent to an extent is useful? Uh, to an extent. No, don't be a helicopter parent. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Just ask me if I've done my homework. Gotcha. Leave it alone. Okay. So then in terms of just going back to where I was actually headed with talking about like all of your parents organizing. So whether you're in a typical family or a blended family or, you know, some combination, one thing that has worked for all of us is to be on the same page in terms of calendaring. So all four of the parents have always been on Google calendar and we can put activities up for the kids So we know whether it's on my week or their dad's week, we know what's going on. If one of us is grabbing one of the kids or both of the kids for an activity that is on the other's week, we can coordinate that way. So that's been really helpful to us. There's a bunch of different apps now that blended families can use or parents can use. So depending even on your varying level of communication, so You know, I talk to your dad all the time on text, on email, but if former spouses are not as communicative, um, something like a shared calendar, I think is really helpful because you can communicate that information without necessarily having to communicate with the other person. So then on, uh, just to add in a layer to that, the kids are at the age now where instead of them just blindly bouncing from one activity to the next, because we've told them it's time to go, we've now folded them in where they can see the calendar as well. Maggie's been good about helping out with her library schedule when she had shifts this summer. So just we're at the point where they can take ownership of that and be involved with being a part of the calendaring system because it is their activities, it's their life. And although they're not at the point where they can run amok and just, you know, run out the door with the car keys, we still are at the point where we're kind of helping turn ownership over to them for that. Okay. So moving on, my friend Lauren, who is an educator and had questions for us, one of the things that she was talking about, because I know at, at this point in time of of the summer, we're at the point where you guys are complaining about, oh, we have to go back to school and we don't want to do it and, you know, all that jazz. So one of the questions that came from Lauren that I thought was really interesting was asking you guys, 
what kind of, what would school look like if you could design it, if you could create it yourself? So think about what is good, what is bad. And if you had the opportunity to switch things up, what are some of the things? And I realized like, you know, like having, I don't know, pizza every day or like, like playing video games, all of that. But like honest question, like what would you guys, what would you guys like to see change that you think, what would you want to change? I would make it so that every, so the first day of school and the second and the third, the first few days of school are as organized as possible and make them like as similar as you can to like the middle of the school year when everyone's comfortable with everything. So like all the classes are in order. They're all on time so that people who have already worked this out, know which class they go to, aren't confused and have to like run around this building trying to find their classes. So a more organized start to the school year. Yes. Okay. But bumping that out even further, what would the ideal school look like? And one of the questions Lauren was asking is the K through 12 system the best fit for today's kids? Like, do you even, I mean, is there anything you would change in terms of anything from, okay, elementary school, middle school, high school, the length of your day, the way that your classes are set up, the, the fact that you switch classes? Like, is there anything within that model that you think should work differently or would benefit you in a better way if it was modified? For the K through 12 thing, I think that it should be grouped differently. Instead of one through five, that's a really big like age difference gap. I think it should be like one through four and then like five and six together and then seven, eight, nine together and then ten through twelve. Ten through twelve, yeah. Because then it's like everyone is closer in age. And, you know, like for the seven, eight, nine, they're like freshmen. They're always like the, the newbies. And mm -hmm. like, so are seventh graders. And that way that you don't have to like keep being like the youngest person. Cause like it made me nervous in seventh grade. Cause I knew I would be the youngest because our school is just seventh, eighth instead of six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to make me nervous next year when I'm just, when I'm a freshman, but I, that's that's what I would change about that, and then, I, I think the hours of school are fine. I mean, I really I really wish I did not have to wake up as early as I do because, we have a kind of long bus ride, and then we get to school at like eight, and it means I have to wake up at like six thirty, mm -hmm. and, I would have to go to bed super early to get like the recommended ten hours. Right. I barely ever get. That's the recommended. Yeah, for hours. your age. No, eight hours. For your age, hours. yeah. I need to catch up. Yeah, I barely ever get even eight hours because I'm always, and I would also change the amount of homework that we always get because I have spent, I think my biggest amount of is like two or three hours of doing homework. <laughs> wow, Ethan. Because between studying, because especially if you're in any, any advanced classes, studying for tests is harder because you're getting tests more frequently frequently and they're harder and I've had to I've had to spend giant amounts of time studying for science and stuff plus added like a page or two of math and then like a page of social studies 
it's just a lot of homework to do in one night and then you don't have any free time to relax so it feels like you're at school all day because you come home and instead Mm -hmm. of relaxing you get to do your homework and stay up until 10 because some people like to come home and not think about school immediately and then you're waking up early and then you're tired and then you're not performing as well in school Okay, so I totally agree about the late start thing. I think you guys start way too early. I think there's a ton of studies out there that show in terms of your development and everything, you guys getting up literally before dawn to catch a bus that you're on for, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, and then getting to school and having to, you know, try and go through your classes all day. Um, Our school district has slightly modified your schedule and... I, I think it was a step in the right direction, but doesn't necessarily do enough. But I totally agree 100%. Another thing in terms of you talking about your classes that I wonder about or I think could have worked differently for me is that it seems that there's no connection. Like you take each class in a vacuum and some of your teachers get together and will do like some team activities or some crossover. But do you think that learning would be easier or do you think that things would make more sense in the bigger picture if your subjects were grouped together in a way that complemented each other so that there was overlap, like maybe science and math would have overlaps, maybe social studies and language arts would have overlaps, like so that those teachers could get together and kind of have, you know, team teaching instances because, Life is not in a vacuum. And, you know, even in my job, like, you know, I focus on one particular subject area, but I still have to pull in different subject areas from from all over. So I don't think you're ever doing one job as a grown-up in in a vacuum in one singular area. So is that, does that make sense? Is that something that you feel like would change kind of how you're going through those classes? I think it would help a lot because I know that my science teacher and my social studies my science teacher and my social studies teacher they I feel like never worked together when it came to terms of homework or tests because I feel like every time I had a science test I had a social studies test the same day and they were back to back periods so first period I had science and second period I had social studies and it was just test, test, test for like the first two hours of my day that I'm half asleep. And if they ever worked together and just like had one test like the day before so that it was like one test a day and like I've had days where I've had tests in every period or every like main core class period and it's just exhausting. Okay, so even not just like team teaching across subjects but just talking with each other so that the work is more evenly spread out. Yeah, and at Weaver, they ha- we have teams. So in seventh grade, there's the white, blue, and cats team. And I know that the white team teachers will, like, get together every week and, like, talk about, like, us and, like, what they can do to improve. But they never talked about their schedule because I know that my teachers will change their schedule a lot sometimes depending on how class, how fast the class is working or how slow they're working. And not everything is definite when they, like, plan something out. But, like, at least, like, a little bit of planning. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit of, like, okay, I'm planning to have them take a test on Friday. So, like, maybe not everyone have them take a test, too. Or, like, a load of homework on Thursday night when they're trying to study. 
Right. Ethan, you're getting ready to start a new school and it's set up pretty traditionally. It's a nine through 12 high school. You're going to be going into your, you know, seven or eight periods a day that are roughly 45 or 50 minutes each. You have a lunch period. Um, you'll be there early in the morning, get out mid afternoon. Is there anything that you kind of understand about that concept? It's very similar to what you've been doing in middle school, but is there anything that you feel if you had the, you know, the ability to wave the magic wand and change things is, is there anything that you think teachers could do differently or way schools could set up differently that would benefit you? Uh, I, I don't really think so. I think they do pretty well, uh, especially for high school to like teach you how everything works and like what you do. And, uh, like I kind of do like, I rather, I know it's like, it's easier to just kind of like slowly start actually doing work again so like the get to know you activities just like filler before you actually start doing work but I kind of rather start doing work the first couple of days because I mean it's already half a week so it's not like you're starting off with the full week so I mean I rather just start working like uh the first three days instead of getting no activities well that's really interesting because you would think that you know if you give kids kind of the opportunity to like have the magic wand and switch things up. I mean, I'm sure that it, the answer is different for every child, you know, same situation, wildly different set of circumstances. I'm sure everyone has their wish list, but it's interesting that you're comfortable with, with how things are and you're okay. Have you just kind of resigned yourself to this is what I have to do and I've got four years and I just got to do it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. I'm going to complain about everything they do. Yes. I'm leaving. Okay. So we are kind of at the point, I know, especially with where you guys are at age wise, where as a mom, I'm thinking that this is just the last couple weeks, the last couple days where we kind of can breathe easy. And then I feel like we're all going to take, you know, a giant breath in at the end of August and just start running We've got, you know, crazy class loads set up for you guys. You each have fall activities. There will be overlap where I'll feel guilty that I can't be both places at once. We'll be running all over just to make sure you guys get to where you need to go, let alone like observing or attending any of it. Oh, and then all four of your parents have full-time jobs. So there's, there's that, but Right now, in the calm before the storm, what is it that I can do or what is it that parents can do or think about to, like, launch you into this successfully? Or what can we do, I guess, stopping a week in, two weeks in, a month in? Because, you know, blink and it'll be May and you guys will be done with the school year. It's, you know, the the days are long and the years are short, as they say. So what is it that you would like me to do or all of us to do to check in with you or to help you and, and to make this a little less crazy and a little more successful? I would, I mean, I think you guys do great with like everything that you do, like help us. Like I've never had, like there's been days where we have like a crazy schedule, but I've never felt that like you guys are like not trying as hard as possible and you aren't trying to be like, amazing parents but like if I had to say one thing to like all parents 
like I would say you're you're not your child and your child is not you. So if they ever have a problem or they're worried about something, but you don't think it's a big deal, you're not them. You can't like hop into their mind and realize that this is like a big stressor on them or they're really worried about something, even though you think it might be a minor thing. That's great, Maggie. I think that is more a general thing because when it comes to you and me, like I am you and you are me. So our reactions are the same. And that's why I'm so good at parenting you because I know what you're going to do before you do it. It's kind of true. Yeah, that's totally true. But I think that's an excellent point And I think that's really good. And that's what I'm trying to get at is I think parents get such tunnel vision about, okay, this is what I have to do. And this is what has to happen for, for us to be successful um, whatever, whatever. And, and we just don't stop to think. So I, I think that's great. Ethan, you always have commentary in the moment. What is it that, that you think any of us, the four of us or parents in general, what do you think is helpful either getting ready or those checkpoints that kind of I've thought about or proposed? I don't know. What? 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 Like, do you want us to just leave you alone? Sorry, I don't need very much attention. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about how you don't think you need the oversight, and even if you, I think that you're not working hard enough, that you're fine and that it doesn't help to have the helicopter parenting, because I think there's a lot of kids out there like that. Ethan, what would be helpful to you? Like, do you need more involvement, less involvement? What, for kids that have your type of personality, what, what do you think is helpful? Um, I think just, just, just don't, don't um, try to, or don't, like, annoy them about schoolwork so much. Because if, if they really need help, they'll come to you. Because, like, because, like, Every time I never needed help, I always passed with above C grades. So it's always talking about, it's like, oh, Ethan, you didn't do well on this math test. I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I didn't notice that, even though I have. And I'm clearly going to work harder to get a better grade. I usually do. I haven't dropped below a C yet, ever. Okay, and I think that's I think that's fair, and I think that goes to Maggie's point about you're not your child and your child isn't you because you and I, as much as I'm like your sister, I am the complete opposite of you. And the way that I worry about school or did worry about school and the way that I plan my days or plan the ways that I study or the things that I do or the ways that I would like work on my grades are total opposite to how you are, how you work or what you do. So I think that's something you and I will continue to work on, finding that balance where I'm trusting that you're doing the best you can do and you're understanding that I'm not trying to be mean or police you, but I'm just looking out for you. And, you know, I'm not going to go away and I'm not going to leave you alone. Like, I'm your parent. That's my job. But maybe we can work together so that you feel at least like, I'm being respectful or I'm being constructive because I certainly don't want to feel like I'm being a detriment to your success and whatnot. Any other words of wisdom as parents launch into the school year and kind of get started 
make sure your child isn't completely freaking out because I completely freak out before every single school year because I'm a mess half the time. Well, and I think too, that's not necessarily something, I mean, I'm always like, Oh, are you guys okay? What's going on? But I don't think, I think that some kids have the ability, either you, you kind of get lost in the fray or the shuffle of the craziness of the school year. So I think there are some kids that kind of fall by the wayside, or I think in certain instances I have glossed over kind of what you're thinking or worrying about thinking, Oh, it's just the beginning of the year, whatever. Obviously it's good to continue monitoring because, you know, there, it could very well be back to school jitters, but you know, if you're a month in or six weeks in and, and you're still really anxious about school or you're stressed or maybe new stressors or anxieties have been introduced, obviously it's, you know, good to keep an eye on that and see if it's something bigger. Ethan, do you have anything else to add? I feel like we don't know what we don't know. And like a year from now, we're going to be in a totally different position to be like, oh, remember when I was starting high school and we thought this or we didn't know this and we can do a whole episode on this is what we wish we knew when we started high school and then we'll be able to pass it on to Maggie and she'll have all this wisdom before she walks through the door, right? Lucky goose. All right. Okay, well, that's about all we have time for for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our latest episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Talks With My Kids. Just uh, run a search there, and you should be able to find us pretty easily. Make sure you have subscribed, especially in Apple Podcasts, if you're using that, so that you can automatically receive our episode downloaded when we put it out on the 1st and the 15th of every month. Ethan and Maggie, I'd like to thank both of you for joining us and giving us some thoughts nope, on no problem. back to school. <laughs> no one likes him. Go die. She did this to me, Mama. Okay, I'm going to start that over. She did this to me, Mama. I saw. Ethan and Maggie, thank you for joining us and giving, giving us your thoughts on back to school and kind of doing a little kind of regrouping session before we start. And... Uh, Hopefully that'll just give parents um, some thoughts and kind of things to think about maybe just to approach with your kids and checking in and getting some, some question starters about, you know, what's going on and what's happening and how everybody can be on the same page. So we will see you all on the 15th. Thanks for listening.